and welcome to another episode of The Science Patrol. Join us as we discuss the adventures of A.G. Subarai's Warriors of Light and their unending fight against the forces of darkness and relentless monster armies. And now, the hosts of The Science Patrol, Rich Conroy and Pat Rooney. Okay, and welcome once again, everybody, to The Science Patrol. Little dramatic pause there. Yep. Your Ultraman podcast. Um, it is a beautiful day here. I'm your host, Rich Conroy. With me, as always, is Mr. Patrick Rooney. Hey, everybody. How are you? Ah, well, like I said, it's a beautiful day. Absolutely hot. gorgeous. Is, is it humid out? No. It wasn't when I went out earlier, so that's good. Yeah, so that is uh, spectacular. We're here today to talk about the uh, latest episode of Ultraman Jeed, which is called Sacrifice. Yes. Um, it aired August 19th, 2017. Which is two days ago. Two days ago. The 21st. Today is the day of thing. the United States eclipse that everybody's also worried about. Yes, yes. Um, Robert, uh, no, what was his name? Um, who was the guy who slept with Jessica Hahn and defrauded all those people out of money? Uh, oh, well, Baker. Uh, well, yeah. well, what's his Jim Baker. Jim Baker. Jim Baker. Yeah, Jim Baker says it's because uh, Barack Obama God's mad at Obama. Yeah. So, yeah, so, so that's happening. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to get super into it, but that's happening. So, we're going to talk, however, today about sacrifice. Sacrificio. Uh, as according to the oh, is that how it's the, yes Englishized? Yes. Okay. Um, the writer for that episode is uh, Sachio Yanai, and uh, I hate to break it to you guys, two parter. Yeah, we found this two parter. As it's go, oh. as time is going by, I'm, I'm starting to go. Oh, this is going to be a two parter. Really, <laughs> like, Rich is like. Uh, yeah, I think uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> we're watching. We're like, oh no, oh no, oh no. Oh no, come on. Yeah. There's That's not much okay. we can control about it as this thing is done in Japan and we are here in the United States. <laughs> True. <laughs> we have no we have no choice in this matter. Um so we open up at the Galact well no, we open up first with uh K, our evil um author, who I thought originally was a um just a like space author. Like he wrote Actual, actual outer space. Oh, no, no, no. He, they but they yeah. indicate that he is a science fiction space author. Right, right, right. And then as they go... I thought he was a Carl Sagan sort of guy. No, no, no. I don't think they ever went that way. I think they just kind of said he writes about space. Yeah, that's... And oh, and you I went figured, to Carl Sagan. I went, okay, so he's the Neil deGrasse Tyson of this ultra universe. I Now, I went the other way where he's basically the Gene Roddenberry. There you go. That's fine. That's fine. That's, there's two, that's a new and old reference for you, folks. <laughs> By the way, I went Neil deGrasse Tyson because I was like, Carl Sagan, is that too old? <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit, considering he's been dead for good 10, 15 years, something like that. Everyone knows who Einstein is, Patrick. <laughs> and he's been dead a little longer. <laughs> Fair point. So yeah, we open up to uh, him in his evil outfit playing evil chess against whom we can only assume is Ultraman Belial. Right, and I, as you pointed out, the chess set that they show is fantastic because one side is silver, the other side looks like gold, so we're going to have to yeah. guess it's gold, but it's yeah. also... All metal. It's really it, nice. It's a very nice chess set, but we also have to figure that it's not a real chess set. It's supposed to be in his you know, other universe yeah. because the background is like a purpley lightning. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So I'm thinking that's just the other universe chess set. 
Okay, yeah. fair enough. Sure, go with it. Also, just because you live in another universe doesn't mean you can't have nice things. True, true. Very, very, very evil geniuses can have nice things. Well, they have nice things yeah. because they get paid evil money. That's right. <laughs> you know, a lot of them, I think, do this for just the joy of evil. That's what I think. No, I think they do it for the money. It's true. <laughs> I think, honestly, I think Belial does it for the joy. For the joy of joy of well, just being Belial. The way I've seen it is Belial is looking for absolute power, mm-hmm. and that is what made him evil because absolute power, as we know, corrupts absolutely. absolutely. So there we go. Absolutely. That's the way we went. That's right. <laughs> So we uh, then open up on the uh, mobile galactic market. Yes, which I think is great. They and, uh, had this van, and they just small tables and small, you know, little folding chairs. Nothing that you couldn't see on any street corner anywhere. Right. Even in New York. Right. They're all over the place. Right. So it's basically a tiny bodega on wheels. Yeah. And uh, our manager Haruo is uh, crying out loud. Because he did not win to be able to see his favorite author, okay, which is yeah. our evil author. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there was a he was having a lecture series and uh, uh, he didn't get in. And then uh, Ultraman Zero Leto shows up with his wife uh, Rumia and his daughter Mayu, and uh, he introduces him to Riku. Right. And uh, he, the, she's like, "Oh, you're a fan of a uh, you carry a." Uh, you carry uh, this author's Leto's books. Leto's books, right. Yeah, and then, um, no, Leto's her husband. Oh. He's the salaryman. Okay, then whoever. The yeah, I can't think is, of yeah. Ray's. Uh, okay, uh, Fukuide. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he, um, you know, they're, they're talking about how, oh, they didn't get they to win. Didn't they win didn't win the lottery. And the, the lottery. manager's not taking it away. Yeah. And then <laughs> he, he opens, up the, <laughs> opens up the episode just like, Clutching his hands, and they pointed the out that that was the third time he had done that today. And we're both sitting there going, "Okay, this is not. They're not supposed to be silly in the least. That this guy's just yelling for no screaming into the sky and sulking in the van until um, until Lato's wife shows up and starts talking about it. And he's like, "Oh, well, would you like to buy one?" And she's like, "No, I have them all." Yeah. And they call them Fuki heads or something like that. Or Fuki heads, yes, because I guess they're just <laughs> such fans of his. So, who should show up? Who do you think shows up, Pat? Who could it be? Oh, do tell. It's the bad guy. (laughs) Fuki shows up. Good old Fuki. (laughs) So so he shows up. Oh, you guys didn't win the lottery? I heard you didn't win. And right away I said, okay, this guy's not walking around everywhere. No. Trying to find every person that did not win his lottery. Mm -hmm. He knows that these... At least that the salary is zero. is zero. And you yeah. must have an assumption that Riku is... Um, probably G. Probably G. I don't think he knows that one as much as he knows that Leto is zero. Mm. Right. And I think that's just because at some point Belial has fought zero, so he kind of knows what to look for. Mm-hmm. And he's just starting to fight Gene because she's a brand new Ultra, so he's not exactly sure what to look for. But that's like, just... I think it's just... I think Ultras can... Detect other ultras. ultras and aliens can detect aliens because in Ultraman X, when um, the guy from Planet Gold is in the hospital and he takes uh, the nurse hostage, he can talk to um, 
Oh, for, oh the, yeah. the our main character yeah, telepathically. Yeah, yeah. Right. I He's like, you. look, I know you're not a human, or you're not all human, so, uh, so let's not do this. Should we do this? And yeah, so he t- agrees to take him hostage. Um, you know, it's funny, I can't think, we haven't watched it in so long, I can't think of his it's name, I feel terrible. I want to say it's Daisuke, but it's not. It's, no, it's, that's somebody else. It's not really important either. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> no, but it's going to nag the hell out of me. Oh, will it? No, you'll have to go back and watch Ultraman yeah. X just no, for five minutes. No, I could minutes. look it up. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I have a laptop in front of me. That would be, <laughs> regardless. Um, so they attend this lecture. And everybody's like, dude, passel of extras in that. Oh, they this episode, they have ep- extras all over the Two place. scoops. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah. And I mean, I know going through Manhattan any number of times, mm. you can become an extra if you happen to walk by a set because mm-hmm. they're not going to stop filming nope. if you walk by their set. Nope. Unless your clothes aren't of the temperature that they are showing that episode right. for. <clears throat> You know, if you're wearing winter clothes and everybody else is pretty much in shorts right. on a cold day, right, 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 they're right. not gonna they're gonna make yeah, you no. walk across the street. Yeah, yeah. Equally opposite, if you're wearing just a regular T-shirt and everybody's in a heavy jacket in the middle of summer, they're gonna make you walk across the street. But yep. most of the time, if you're in the same general outfit that everybody is wearing, they'll let you walk right through their set and not even worry about it. Right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you're not an official extra, you're not a paid extra. You're not a paid extra, you're, but they're not going to yeah. stop filming just to get exactly. you out of their shot. Exactly. Um, this, on the other hand, looks like it was all people there specifically. Specifically for at extras. Least, at least at the lecture. Right, right, right. When you have scenes of, like, Galaxy Market. Where there was, again, a milling lot about, of extras. Folks milling about in the, yeah. in the background. Most of them are going to be extras, but there's going to be one or two that just happen to be yeah. in the wrong place at the wrong time and get filmed, and oh well. Or in the right place the right time. Right, or however you want to look I at would it. be in an Ultraman show so fast. <laughs> if I was in Japan, and I found out they were filming, I, my... My... Goal in like, life would be to get yeah, as yeah. an extra that my day. My gaijin moment as a, as a wacky foreigner is to get there and be like, come on, get a wacky foreigner in the show. Come on. A little, just, for, just for a second. That's yeah, all I need. That's all. That's all. <laughs> you want me to run away from a monster? I can run like I hell. Can run. I can run. I will look duly terrified if need be. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm not going to be one of these guys who shows up and laughs his way through an evacuation scene. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. Run like you actually I'm do. a professional amateur or amateur professional. Amateur professional. I'm not sure. Go. That's right. Whatever you need, I am that thing. <laughs> Alas, I'm not in Japan, so <laughs> minor technical details. That's right. It's only what a 15-hour flight. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's fine. So they they have the lecture, and um, <coughs> it is revealed that he is writing. The author is writing all of the battles with zero. From the perspective of Belial, making Belial a good guy. Yeah, making him the hero of the story. And making who he's calling Zora, which we find out is really Zero, right. the bad guy. Now, of course, he makes, he says, even though uh, whatever the guy's name is is a bad guy, he seems very popular. And you're like, that's actually kind of true. Even though Ultraman Belial is a bad guy character, he's a fairly popular new creation. Oh, is he really? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, he's. Fantastic looking. That's true too. He does have the fit. Yeah, he's terrifying looking. He's eyes that look sinister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great, and uh, you can't, you can't not like it. He is played very over the top. True, because he's the bad guy, and you can see 
in all of the movies, it's usually the bad guy that is, if not the main character. The scenery chewer. Yeah. Yeah, because you can. can just go crazy. Right. And you're supposed to be the bad guy. That's what you're supposed to do is chew as much scenery as you can. I just listened to an interview with Alfred Molina. Okay. Um, and he, uh, he was on in Bullseye with Jesse Thorne. Okay. And they were talking about... Um, the Spider-Man the Sp- movie. Yeah, they were talking about him being Dr. Octopus. And uh, I forget who said this to Alfred Molina, but he said he prefers to play... Uh, Bob Hoskins. Okay. He said it's great to play the villain. He goes, because, uh, one, you only work half as much as the good guy. Right. Two, they treat you like the crown jewels. And three, if the movie's terrible, nobody it's blames the fault. bad guy. <laughs> Because the Spider-Man 2 movie was a bad movie. What? Oh, I thought so. Wait, whoa. Yeah. Hold on a second. Oh, yeah. Wait. The, not the amazing Spider-Man, but the Tobey Maguire second yeah, with, Spider-Man. With Doc Ock. Yeah. I am flummoxed. Why? Because it's an ama- It's my one of my favorite comic book films. Is it really? Absolutely. Okay. It's, it's Fair enough. God, it's, a, it's better than... Any Spider-Man film up to Homecoming that came after it. I haven't seen Homecoming yet. Yeah, well, either I. But, but I, I mean, I, I like the Amazing Spider-Man where he fought the Lizard. That I thought that was a better backstory build-up and basic story. Okay. Just my opinion. You mean where he fought Electro? No. Where does he fight the Lizard? Is uh, that in the Amazing Spider-Man Amazing 2? Amazing Spider-Man, the first one. No. Yeah. He fights Jamie Foxx's Electro. Oh, that's the second one. The first one he fights the lizard. All right, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, where he fights Jamie Foxx, that was terrible. Yeah, I, I don't remember any of this. That's but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's a wow. I'm shocked, shocked and awed. That's fun. All right, sorry. <laughs> I'm allowed more opinion. You what are I keep telling you my are. kids is you're allowed to like movies I don't like. I'm allowed to like movies you don't like, and I'm not going to argue that. Right, but I'm not watching them. <laughs> I'm not watching. Yeah, we, we recently bought um, Angry Birds movie. <laughs> Because my kids wanted it so bad. And they watched it one day, and I did not complain. And I'm sitting in the same room as them. Yeah. I'm sitting there reading a magazine or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, don't you want to watch this? No. No, I'm good. Not the least. I'm cleaning my revolver. When did you get a revolver? Ten seconds after you started this thing. Exactly. (laughs) Amazon's a great thing. I delivered it right away. Uh, it's, It's perfect. And I mean, you know, I got a twenty-day waiting get period for bullets. That they want to see every once sure. in a while if I can. Sure, but I'm not gonna watch them because I no. don't have to. Like I, the Emoji Movie, they're, they're, you. Oh, can't. I told them I will not buy it. I will not see it. I will not take. <laughs> don't them. rent it. Don't. I will not do anything because my my younger one wants to see it in the worst way. And then he that's told probably him, the best way to see it. No, the, the worst, worst way. way. <laughs> but then he told me what the Rotten Tomatoes score was, and out of a hundred. It is a seven. And I'm sitting there pretty great. Yeah. I will you not. You almost want to watch that to be like. <laughs> Just to see how bad. Let's see what really a seven is. looks like. <laughs> what could a seven possibly how look like? How bad could it be? I don't want yeah, to find that. That's amazing. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. You know what I'm curious about now is like what? Which Rotten one Tomatoes, zero. What, what, is, what are zero percent? Oh, they, they've had. He knows some of the Rotten Tomatoes zero. Of course movies. he does. He knows who directs like. Yeah, we're like, oh well, on the set of Citizen Kane. I'm like, aren't you nine? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. That's what he knows. I know it's what he does. Yeah, he's gonna have. See, in in the, the economy that we're, we're we Moving have into. now. Yeah. He's going to make money. Yeah, oh yeah. Because he's gonna know stuff. He's gonna know stuff. Okay. 
Here are some rotten some tomatoes. Rotten tomatoes. Zero. Um, I'm gonna look at. Um, we're gonna go from. We're gonna go more recent stuff because oh, yeah, yeah, there is some startling stuff on here on the on the, okay. yeah, on the old stuff. Okay, so Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Eloise, 2017. Never saw it. Nope. All Nighter, London Fields, The Bad Kids of Crestview Academy. Never heard of it. The Book of Love. Never heard of it. Memoirs of an Internet. True Memoirs of an International Assassin sounds familiar, though. Nope. Don't remember it. Um, My Dead Boyfriend. Sure. (laughs) Amateur Night. Well, a lot of these, fine. You're like, Cabin Fever got a zero. Cabin, I don't even it's remember a, that. It was a big horror, horror movie. movie. Yeah, it was 2016. Shocking. That's okay. would have not thought. Um, the Ridiculous Six got 0%. That's the Adam <laughs> Sandler one. That I'm not surprised. I don't yeah, like no, movies. But no, no, no. Joe one. Dirt 2, not surprised. 0%. Not surprised. Um, the Walking Deceased. Never heard of it. Um... You know what it's a parody of. Obviously. That's obviously. right, Doctor Who. But... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Atlas Shrugged Part 3. I didn't know there was a Part 2. But yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a surprise. Um, I Spit on Your Grave too. Okay, now listen. One, that movie didn't need a sequel. Two, the first one. But that's what they waited until 2013 to make it. Uh, well, they're trying to get all the old movies just because they have they can buy the plot cheap. And make a better, uh, worse movie thing. out of it. You don't actually have to make. You don't actually have to own the rights to a movie to make a sequel to it. If okay. you do it properly, like if you, if you make properly. a sort of bastardy sequel to it. But I mean, when they, when when they made the shot for shot remake oh, the Gus of Van Zandt of Psycho. Yeah, yeah, Psycho. I'm sitting there and I'm it's not terrible, but it's unnecessary. It was absolutely unnecessary. Although, spoiler, you can see Anne Hesh's butthole. Yeah, okay, fine. Just saying. Just saying. Fine. But it's see, not something you get to see every day. Every day. I give you that. Unless you're sleeping with Anne Hage. Hello! <laughs> I mean, the original is such a classic. Yeah. They didn't have to remake it, but they thought they did. And I watched it, and I'm sitting there going, yeah, it's not that it's not okay. Yeah. But, but it's you've unnecessary, seen it. yes. The Nutcracker in 3D. Okay. Not <laughs> a lot of these movies are a I've never seen. No, but some of them sound amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like amazingly horrible. Um, I'll always know what you did last summer. That's a, like. Oh, that's a comedy. That's. Uh, oh, I know, but it's got to be like no. That's is it? it may, yeah, because okay. if you once they start adding too many words to it, you're probably right. It's a comedy. You're probably yeah. slap shot too. Thankfully, has zero zero. I watched slap. I forced myself to sit through Slapshot because I thought it was a great movie. I thought it was a terrible movie. Okay, just my opinion. So I forced myself to sit through it, and then I heard that there was a Slapshot too, and I said, "Nope, nope." (laughs) I thought you were going to say, "So I had to force myself to sit through that too." I I forced myself to sit. (laughs) Listen, I forced myself to sit through um, Godfather Three. Okay, yeah, that's a roughie. That's a roughie. Yeah. And like I keep t- saying, if they didn't call it Godfather, I would have thought it was a better movie. But because you go on two of the top five movies of sure. all time are one and two, yeah. and then you go to three, and you're like, oh. oh well, it's like the 1998 Godzilla film. I used to have the thing where you go. Is that the one with the Roderick? Yeah. Uh, where yeah. you go, hey, if you'd called it anything but Godzilla, and then I go, nah, it'd still be a fairly terrible film. Still not a great movie, yeah. <laughs> 
Um, and every once in a while, I do get sucked into that just to see how bad it is. I'm look like, who's talking now. Oh, that's, that's the old, third look who's talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, with the dog. Sure, sure. Sure. Return to the Blue Lagoon. Terrible. Terrible. Yep. Um, okay. Return of the Killer Tomatoes, which I didn't think was that bad. I never saw that one. I yeah. saw Attack. But Attack I is a great movie. Yeah. Would love to have it on DVD. Out of print. Is it really? Insanely expensive. Okay. Someone has to get on that because it's crazy. Yeah. American Ninja. Not a zero star film. Never Thank saw you very it. much. Okay. Fair it's, enough. The Incredible okay. Shrinking Woman. Oh, that's a fun movie with Lily Tomlin. That's I, I, I think so. Super Fuzz. Super Fuzz with Terrence Stamp is Don't not a zero percent. Oh, it's Don't fantastic. Used to be on HBO almost as much as Beastmaster. Oh, God. No. <laughs> almost. <laughs> almost as much as Beastmaster. But anyway. Yeah. Back so. to our, our show here. Yes. But now that we know some show, movies that are a zero percent, that still doesn't mean I'm going to go no. and see the Emoji movie. No. And uh, every time. Have Zach just watched They Saved Hitler's Brain instead. <laughs> <laughs> Which I have seen, and yes, that is a, a 0%, zero percent movie. Okay, fair Absolutely. Enough. Okay, well, that was a really long digression. Sorry about that, guys. Um, but anyway, so in the middle of this lecture, he brings uh, Leto up on stage because he's like, okay, so we killed off our hero in the last one. Right, and now we need to make a new hero. hero. Yeah. And I'm just going to basically pick a random person. <laughs> hey, by the way, I know you're Zero. Come up to the stage. <laughs> hey, guy who's absolutely not Ultraman Zero. <laughs> yeah, basically. And, you know, shakes his, shakes his hand, pulls him to the side because he's supposed to get the, his the smell, smell and sense of him. And says, I know you're Ultraman Zero. Right. If you do anything of any sort, I will just kill everybody in the auditorium, including your wife and daughter. Yeah. So sit here, smile, and make it look good because I'm going to make you... Yeah. So then he like makes a axe out of scene with him as the bad guy of the book and like, oh, you know, I'm going to do this and that and I'll destroy the whole world and blah, blah. So he shows one of the capsules... Right, and he says this is. Oh, this is a prop from my new book. It's a model of something that they're going to use. And every and our heroes know exactly what the capsule yeah. is. But everybody else, like, yeah, yeah, it's exactly. a prop. <laughs> we can't see because we're in an auditorium. <laughs> I've got this thing in my hand, and our heroes are looking at it, going, "Oh, that's how he's becoming the bad yeah. guy." Some poor guy in the back, like, hey, "How come we can't see anything? <laughs> is there a handout?" <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. But so, and he activates it, and it summons. Boy, does it summon a monster! Yeah, it, it summons Galactron. Galactron. Now, Galactron is a huge, yeah, uh, very Power Rangersy looking, like white ceramic looking yes. robot. Yes. Um, and has some. I forget. I didn't write it down. Like a prehensile ponytail. A ponytail that moves. Right. Which is amazing. Hands that get disattached. Big, oh, big claws. Dude, my note disattached. says robot fist. Robot. Fist. And then it says exactly. now with lasers. <laughs> 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 and yeah, he, he shoots this fist at Jade. Jade in a little while, and it's just the silliest thing. It flies all over. Flies then all hits over, him, and then him. shoots lasers at him. <laughs> now when he shows up, he shoots this like heat ray out of his chest, which causes what I can only uh, describe as a magical Ferris wheel to appear yes. for a brief moment before blow blowing up. things to kingdom come. <laughs> and he and again, just shoots up a whole bunch of the city 
and you can see that they had the set set up so they have these small explosions yeah. in different places. And we don't damage any buildings for real. Right. 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 <laughs> we're not going to really hurt anything. We have yeah. space enough. We this is an expensive set. Yeah, we're, we're not, not going to destroy anything today. Just, yeah. <laughs> so ultra big. So they're like, you can't do anything. And so Riku's like, no, I'll take care of it. Um, we also neglected to talk about where um, Pega grabs the author by the oh. leg thinking it's Riku. Right. And he, then he gives him senses the Ultraman. Yeah. And Pega looks up at him and, and the author looks down and, and Pega is terrified. And realizes, you know what? I gotta go home. I don't yeah. need to be here. I'll see you later. Yeah. Bye. So uh, anyway, back to where we were. Um, Riku's like, all right, I'm going to save everybody. Now, everyone has evacuated the auditorium at this point because a giant monster has appeared. Right. Um, and that's except for the guy in the orange sweatshirt who is just taking his sweet time. He's on an aisle. And There's then, no rush. No rush. No, it's not even that. He could have walked, turned, and gotten out 45 right degrees to his left, and, oh, here's a free aisle. No, he... Turns to his right and has to wait for the entire rest of the aisle to get out. <laughs> and it's just like, okay, I'm just gonna wait my turn. Well, he's polite. He's very polite. Very polite. So of course, polite. all the all the doors are locked. Yeah, we we get everybody tries to run to the doors and finds out that they are all locked, which not easy to do in a short amount of time because they were watching well, his magic. He's got something because he was the one who opened the, he opened the side door later. Oh, like a right, snap right, right, of his right, right, finger. Right. Okay. So okay. it's some sort of psychic thing. thing. He's closing the, you know, he's closing. Yeah, yeah. So also, it's a horrible fire hazard. No, yeah, yeah. That's why most doors aren't that's lockable. Right. <laughs> that's right. There has to be a door that is just you can push and will open. Always no unlocked. That's right. Yeah. So um, he, he's the uh, Rico's like I'll, I'll go take care of this. He runs up. He, he runs up this main hall, the main. Aisle of the auditorium and smash cut to a third floor window, <laughs> so, and he leaps through the window, lands, and transforms into G Primitive. What's right. great is I think they cut out, they cut out the scene of him getting out of the auditorium, then walking up the other two flights of stairs, <laughs> well, and then getting a running start. Well, because he had to go upstairs to get to the auditorium. I feel like the auditorium is ground floor. No, no, right? it definitely wasn't. And then it goes he had to go upstairs. Down. They had to go well, upstairs it's to get down. Like yeah, but all go, you have to do is run up to the auditorium level, and we'll just pretend that it's a big auditorium. So it's a third floor auditorium. You gotta give them little bits. Okay. Did you you went with us to the thing at the theater with the light up dinosaurs, yes. right? Okay. Yes. So here's what I'm thinking: the auditorium, the main part of the auditorium where they were down on stage, right, is ground floor. No. Oh yeah, the main part of yeah. the auditorium is ground floor, okay. and then and they then, built up from there. Right, for the cheap seats. Sure. Right. So, when you walk in, you go, you're on ground floor, you go down no, into, no, no, no. say, See, the that, sub-basement. That's where it's incorrect, and that's where you're missing it. You walk in to the main doors, uh -huh. and then they showed you the stairs that you have to walk up to actually get oh, into the auditorium. you are right, because the guy's wife was like, come on, you yeah, gotta come up here. So it's, it's this three is why two people watch this show. <laughs> Very good, Patrick, thank you. So to run to the top of the auditorium, he's running to the third floor. There you go. Because it's that big an auditorium. Then you can jump out that window. And jump right out that window, which is amazingly on the third floor, yeah, because of course. that's, sort of that's what where, they showed. It's where it needed to be. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, turns into Jeep, uh, lands in front of our monster, which is again another victory for the paving union. Yes. Um, just tears up the cement everywhere he goes. Yeah, every time Jeep Primitive lands, 
there's a nice shot, and you got to figure it's basically the same shot yeah. of all the cement going all over yeah. the place. They just basically litter that area with a bunch of broken, quote unquote, cement. Right, and, and then when he lands, puff. they go boof, and yes. it all comes up, and it all comes up. Right, and it's like you said, it's just a small puff, so it f makes it nice display. Yeah, like he lands and cracks all the pavement. And right. It right. gives you a, an, it gives you a uh, impression of how big and he dense he is. actually is. Yes. And what I love is that when he is acro smasher, he, he doesn't lands, do any of that. Gently. And he's very gentle. About it. And <laughs> just like that's a nice subtle touch. I like that. I see what you guys are doing there. That's very nice. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> so um, they start fighting, and uh, the rocket fist comes out. Gene immediately is like, "Saw this." He gets the claw. Gets summons the Jeep claw like straight out right of the game. Right out of the shot. He's yeah, like, exactly. you know, well, the, and this monster's big. This robot right, is and huge. And it looks like it's got and some it's sort of protective armor. Yeah. And when he tries to use the claw against the thing, it's a clean, it does clean, do clean. Yeah. Check squad. Exactly. So then uh, um, K says to Zero, listen, uh, I'm going to have to have you take the heat ray for this. And if you die, I'm going to release everybody. So get to it. He snaps his fingers. And the door opens. The door. Oh, and they're like, what's to stop us from doing something? You're like, oh, well, the camera's recording the lecture. Yeah, I, you can't become Ultraman if you see these cameras, because right. then everybody will know who Ultraman really is. Yeah, which made sense at the time. Yeah. 20 minutes later, now that we're recording this, the camera also just recorded you summon a monster. Well, <laughs> we did. So I guess maybe it's a, I'll release this. Yeah. Or this, this tape will get released if I'm killed. Well, where I went on that is he just showed you the little capsule and then shockingly well, he did the oh, thing and it lights up and everybody goes Aah. it lights up but then shockingly the monster's far enough away that I think people can put two and two together <laughs> they're not that smart yeah not no, sometimes <laughs> not, not in this universe not yeah. that smart so uh, you know they're duking it out and uh, and, and don't uh, forget that Ultraman our Ultraman uh, Z Gene has this corkscrew jamming. Oh yeah! She jumps up, turns into a spiral, and shoots into yeah with the arcalactron in front of him. Yeah, which great. is cool. <laughs> it's pretty great. Yeah, and fans of Street Fighter the video game, have Street seen Fighter Two, yeah. uh, it's, it's beautiful. It's like uh, who did the corkscrew? Oh, I have no idea. I don't remember. Dalsim maybe could be Dalsim, but anyway, it's it's really snappy. Um, and uh, so Leto goes out. And is like, okay, well, I'm gonna have to take this. I'm gonna have to sacrifice myself for all these people. Right. Then Ultraman Zero's like, don't worry about it. And he holds up the transforming sunglasses, and he's like, just hold it together for me. Right. And he does. He's like, all you have to do is stick with me, and we'll get through this. And then, so Jean is being held by his neck. Right. And our Galactron shoots his heat beam at Leto, and somehow the glasses absorb. 99? Yeah, because uh, uh, Zero just manifests himself in front of him. Right. And takes the, takes takes the, the blast. Takes the yeah. glass. Yeah. Then Leto collapses, the glasses fall to the ground smoking, right. and, and petrify. They turn right. to like stone. They yeah, petrify. Exactly, right or, or, you know, become Burnt black. Or whatever. Become black and white, whatever it might be. Yeah. Yeah. Become the unpainted prop that they are. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. That'd be what they are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So we're thinking, okay, that's crazy. Um, and then, you know, so um, what happens after that? Not see the. Oh no, that's when the that's when the um, 
Gene gets himself free, and they're like, "All right, we're going to have to defeat this thing." And you're like, oh, "There's not enough time." There's not enough time to actually defeat this. Can't thing. do this now, and uh, it's over. Yeah, that's basically <laughs> it. As they're going to get now to the fight between Gene and our Galactron, it ends. Yep. And you're sitting there going, "Okay." All of the buildup of him doing all of this stuff. Yep. And in, they and pull the rug out from exactly. under you one more time. And you're like, okay. All right. Yeah. It's a fun, whatever. It's all good. Let's get to our monster minute. Oh, did you like this episode, Patrick? <sighs> Not really. Okay. I'll give it. Because I don't mind the exposition mm-hmm. on how we're going to get to the fight. I like that. I don't like the two-parters, especially when I can't see them until next week, and I know that kills it for me, and that's fine. Yeah. It's just me. I get it. It wouldn't have been bad if they had more fighting, Yeah. but the exposition on how Zero and Belial kind of know each mm-hmm. other and all this is interesting enough, mm-hmm. but in the end, it's not a great episode of its own. On its own, yeah. yeah. Well, the problem is is that you want... it. it leaves you it, I guess it's the mark of good television that it leaves you like oh my god why would you die why would you do this well, I remember here? when you were a kid you'd watch something like The Incredible Hulk or something and they'd be like to be continued next week and you'd be like no <laughs> you'd be the manager at the beginning of the episode yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Ah! turning out your hair going I need to see this yeah. now and they know what they're doing they're like yeah you'll be back next week exactly you'll yeah. be back I give you have them to that and I get it Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean I have to. Like I, like you said, not this two in a row. episode is not good in and of itself. Now, it's leading up to next week's yeah. episode, so they don't have to have as much exposition. They'll more than likely have more fighting. Yeah. But this episode is a bit too much exposition. It, it had a good 15 minutes of Oh, of solid exposition. And but it was nice, like the acting, like we were saying, the, uh, the Leto has a, the actor who plays Leto. Is He's a, a gifted comedian. comedian. He's also a gifted dramatic actor. Yes. He has enough range. Range. The man is really, really, really good. I give him that. They yeah, picked I like a him really a lot. Good guy I like him a lot. Um, and our main and when you meet him, you're like, this guy's a dork, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, the move <coughs> to be from our Salaryman to our Ultraman Zero with the taking off the, the glasses and the Superman move. Mm-hmm. He does it very well. You, I give him all of that. But it's like not I said, where he's trying to make him read the book. And he's, yeah. He keeps having to walk around <laughs> his own hand as it holds the book. It's, it's great. And it's I mean, great. It, like I said, it's not a great episode, but I'm hoping that it leads into a much better episode yeah. next week. Yeah, it's not, it's not a standalone episode, but you can't criticize part one of a two-parter as a standalone episode for right. the most part. And that's basically what I'm... And here's part of the problem. This is the second two-parter in two weeks. Yes. So you're yes. like... Mm. Are we going to do this continually now? Is everything going to be a two-parter? Which and is fine, it, right. because you know then. But, exactly. If I know they're all two-parters, then I'm going to go into it with a little different view. Right. And I'll look at, you know, next week's... Okay, we'll close. And I'm going to come back two weeks from now expecting... A two-parter, <laughs> and because then, now and then gloriously it'll be one episode. And you're like, huh? <laughs> yeah, you'll, exactly. Yeah, you'll feel fulfilled and yet unfulfilled at the same time. All right, our monster minute on Galactron. Galactron returns in the series uh, where he was introduced to the audience by Kei Fukuda, uh, Fuku, 
Fukuide in his special lecture via his kaiju capsule form. He claims it to be a model he's going to use in his next project um, as the inspiration for the ordinary father in the next story is to become the new shining knight. So he busts out, forgot to talk about this, he busts out the riser in front of everybody. Right. Yeah, like, holy crap! He's telling everybody this He's is like, how it works. Breaks out the belt thing, puts it in the other thing, pulls out the riser, and then snaps that electron, thing going, comes out. that up, like, I think, everybody can as dumb as these now. people are, that <laughs> could be like, wait a second. A guy can put this together. Hold you on. did something, and all of a sudden, there's a monster in the... Right. <laughs> right. So you're like, okay. So... Immediately, of course, Jeed summons the Jeed Claw. Um, oh, no, you, you didn't tell him how big and how heavy the Galactron was. Oh, yeah, sorry about that. Galactron is Did you write it originally down? from Ultraman Orb, episode 14, Justice Out of Control, 61 meters, 61,000 tons. He's a heavyweight. Yes, he is. He's a, And he looks it. And he looks it. He's got big, bulky armor on. Yeah. And like you said, the He's prehensile hair tail attachment, whatever yeah. it is that yeah. he can control. And it looks like, almost like vertebra. Yeah, it yeah. really does. It yeah. really does. You know, and he can control and you're sitting there going, okay, that's kind of interesting. Fair yeah. enough. And he's got a heat blast. Right. See, it's from the ejector. Oh, the thing from his chest. Thing and from there's his the chest. Uh, rocket fist. Right. Then the tail, like, knocks right. over Gene because he right. swipes it's a hair him. tail kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, um, uh, so the Galact the Galactron keeps dodging him and overwhelms him basically. Yes, basically. Um, and it seems to be much stronger than <laughs> Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> that can't be good. I guess it has to be a translation error because it says um, <laughs> Galactron dodges his attacks as he was grabbing Jeed by his shaft. <laughs> yep, yep, okay. I can see where the mind went on that one. <laughs> Zero gets his attention and allows the robot to attack him with the fully charged beam attack, leaving Zero to be seemingly destroyed, satisfying the author. Right, right. Um, G manages to break free uh, with his claw and attacks Galactron with the corkscrew jamming, um, which, of course, the latter brings out a shield, and, and all that does is Galactron loses his right hand. Right. Uh, so he comes out, like, from this amazing cloud of dust, emerges... And you're like, holy, he's still kicking. And we're and ready for a real battle. Just as the color timer starts <laughs> to flash. Hey, and you're like, exactly. no! <laughs> Alright, so trivia. The suit actor is Kenji Kajikawa. The Galactron suit from Ultraman Orb is reused for all of these appearances. Oh, okay. Um, according to the official website, at least two units of a Galactron will appear. Oh, that is not, that good. not good at all. Oh, whether its capsule is mass produced like those of Darklop Zero is unknown. Oh, okay. So that would make sense. There's more than just the one capsule. Yeah. So that way we can get as many Galactrons as we That's need. That's not good. That's not good at all. Um, powers and weapons, dimensional transportation. Galactron can interdimensionally travel via circular symbols. It's got a shield. The same shield symbol can protect Galactron. Organism scan. Uh, he can scan objects to analyze them for strengths and weaknesses. Entity transportation can transport organisms inside of itself okay. via its chest crystal. So okay. I guess if, if you need to pilot said collector, oh, right. maybe. Right. Um, laser beams. Yes. There you go. Saw that. Oh, the Galactron shaft is the braid. 
<laughs> the Galactron shaft. Okay, so that's we're now going to refer to somebody getting beat up as getting the Galactron <laughs> shaft from now. <laughs> <laughs> that's not good. All right, uh, the Galactron blade. Uh, he flips up the weapon on its left hand, uh, which can also stretch to deliver a fatal stab to its target. Okay. Holy that's crow! It. There's still more stuff. Really? Galactron spark. That's the thing from the chest. Okay. Right. So, um, Galactron gem spark. Um, it turns its targets into jewels okay. and the ejectable arm cannon. Yeah, we saw that. Saw that. Because his fist jumped out, uh, shot out. Sheesh. And yeah, he's got a lot of power. Give him that. There you go. That's craziness. Yes. So, yeah, and in case you're wondering, guys, a figure of Galactron was released in October. That figure was in the DX line, although. Though it stands nearly ten inches tall. Oh, good lord! That's pretty awesome, you guys. That's I guess a, that's basically a hundred. That's no. The the DX line is usually pretty cheap. Um, well, ten inches. You got to figure that's going to be Galactron DX toy. We're going to find out how much yeah, that is. Why not? Because we're here. <laughs> so hopefully, some guy will have it on Amazon. Um, let's see here, Amazon. There you go. Can you figure? You're figuring thirty, I guess. Forty-five. Okay, that's not, not terrible. terrible. Not terrible. That's with shipping. Oh well, that that's with shipping. So that's not too bad. Not too bad. Oh, but not eligible for Amazon Prime. Well, because it's coming from Japan. So, I gotcha. so they I gotcha. okay. put the not eligible for your free two-day shipping. Is what they're saying. Oh, it'll they, get there. It'll get there. It's, it's not going to be there in two days. Yeah, it'll don't get, get crazy about it's it. It's okay? taking the slow boat. Yeah, Got exactly. <laughs> exactly. When a whole bunch of stuff is ready to go, yours will too. Yours will get there in about a month. That's right. Oh, yeah, probably. That's right. You know what? I know when I order stuff from Japan. Japan. Japan's actually usually a little quicker. Is it really? China, on the other hand. Oh, it takes forever. If you order something, expect it to take three weeks. If you don't pay for ex like right, right for faster shipping, post or something, you know, uh, yeah, which right. is fine. But the shipping is usually included, right? Because as we discussed last time, uh, China's is uh, uh, post office is postal service is the word I was going for um, is subsidized as yes. is Malaysia, which is why you can buy boatloads of DVDs and stuff from Malaysia and China, and they're free. Gotcha. The shipping is free. Also, a lot of bootleg stuff. Got to be careful, kids. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's about it. There was no news um, that I said, of course, something will happen today after you Right, of course. <laughs> and oh, like, I, like we said, today is the solar, the lunar eclipse. That's right. That covers most of the United States. So if you're listening to this, we lived. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, amazingly, the world didn't die. No, for the 10 minutes that it's there. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, so I guess that's about it for our episode today, guys. Um, we'll see you again in another week. And for that, Sally Fourth Science Patrol. Take care, everybody. Music for this podcast is provided by Terminal Sunburn. Terminalsunburn.bandcamp.com. Contact the Science Patrol on Twitter at Ultraman Podcast. Our email address is ultramanpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook. Search Science Patrol or Ultraman Podcast and we'll add you. The Science Patrol is available on iTunes at ultramanpodcast.com and wherever you get your podcasts. Please make sure you subscribe and tell your friends. I'm Barbara Rossi. The Science Patrol is a Faces for Radio production.